0: And I'm Grace. And this is what we wish people knew. Rachel Bricks is a natural bikini competitor, fitness and lifestyle coach, writer, and self-love advocate. She's the founder of I Am Athletics, a line of athletic apparel and accessories with an important message. Let go of your limiting beliefs and redefine who you are. Create your own story. After a lifetime of living in extremes, from body dysmorphia to eating disorders to self-esteem issues, she has overcome her struggles by creating a balanced health and fitness lifestyle of mind, body, and soul. Through experiences of her own, she wants to give back and inspire, encourage and empower others to embrace life with passion and purpose. She specializes in helping professional women become their best selves. Through the practice of creating a positive mindset and a soul filled with self-love, self-acceptance, gratitude, and forgiveness. She helps cut through the health and fitness overwhelm, or noise, with flexible dieting and customized strength training routines so they can create a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. She is in the final stages of writing her fitness memoir for publishing this year. Welcome to What I Wish People Knew About Positive Body Image.
1: Rachel, you have had such an amazing journey, and I love that you're dedicated to helping others who are going through similar struggles as yourself. Can you share how you became an advocate of positive body image for women?
2: Yes, actually, it, how I became an advocate for um, self-love and body image is through my own experiences. Um, so to give a little backstory on myself, I for years I had struggled with um, body dysmorphia, eating disorders low self-esteem, and all of that had taken a toll on and so having that constant kind of tug of war is what I, what I call it inside has led me to try all these um, quick fixes to try to overcome th- what I was going through. And when I was able to change my mindset and and change the perception of how I viewed myself, everything started to, to unfold in a more positive way. Um, So how, how I became that positive advocate is knowing that sitting in that, that uh, place that is filled with just so much like pain and and self and flipping that onto, into a, a more positive, um, aspect of creating that body image and how okay. I treat it and okay. so it myself. sounds like some personal experience has
1: kind of led you down to you know wanting to help others who are going through the same thing okay so what are some ways that you help absolutely women, yes. um, and even for yourself uh, you know develop a more positive body image
2: Well, I think first and foremost is the way that we, we speak to ourselves. We're so filled with this negative self-talk where we're focused on what we see and we're only seeing it from our, our perspective where we're, we're just focused on the negative. Like, you know, and so what we see, we just assume everyone sees. So when we, when we have this negative self-talk, we have to reframe, learn to reframe into a more positive, um, mantra really inside our, our, our own neg- or positive self-talk, and that's I, I coach that through the personal experiences I've gone through, which is uh, creating mm-hmm. positive affirmations, the way we speak to ourselves. So the, the I am um, creating our our power mantras, um, looking at ourselves from a place of loving and forgiving, and and just beautiful positive aspect of that, where if we're, if we're looking at ourselves in the mirror, and we see something we don't like, our our mindset is just to negatively go mm-hmm. to that flaw and just dwell on that. So when we see ourselves, we have to learn to speak loving, kind words, and that helps create a relationship with self. And then when you're filled with, with the positives, it also
1: okay. radiates
2: to everyone around So it's around like the us.
1: first thing, you know, you look to in the mirror um, is the things that you're insecure about
2: yeah and i think that from, from my own experience as well as the, the women that i do coach we we're just so caught up in ourselves and that's where we're we need to take that step back and realize that when we get out of our own our own heads it creates room for all the positive and and everything to come into where we need to fill okay. our our Mind Can you give and an body.
1: Example of one of the um, affirmations or self mantras that you're talking about.
2: Uh, for, for myself, I I tell myself every day that I am beautiful, I am confident, I am and I am empowered. I am, and it's just it it's what flows off the tongue of when I see myself, and immediately if if I'm caught into something negative, I flip from I am not to I am. And so a, a mantra that I always say to myself is that I am a child of God. I have everything that I need inside of me. And so I, I reassure and reframe what I would negatively speak
1: to myself
2: right. So how do we do some from the
1: difference of, you know, saying it and kind of going through the repetition of it to, you know, fully believing it? Because I think when we have these negative, you know, beliefs and thoughts in our head, it's really hard for us to fully believe the flip side.
2: Yeah, I I agree. And that it's, it's through repetition. Um, I know, for for me, it was just like the simplest thing. And and I would look in the mirror and automatically I was just drawn to the flaws. But then I would catch myself like, Oh, well, this, this is a cute shirt. And so it was just like the simplest thing. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. How did I just find that positive out of such a negative mood that I was in? I was just all that bantering my, in my negative self-talk space. And if I was able to find something positive such as that, I started shifting the focus. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's not the shirt. Maybe it's the pants. Or maybe I have you know, a good hair day. And so when you, you're able to experience both that joy and love, Versus, like, that negative and, and um, you know, the self-talk that we, that we chatter through our heads. So when we start just picking the little things like that, we can build that up just the same as okay. how we can so negatively seems like tear ourselves down. One of the
1: first small steps is noticing one thing that you like and, and taking note every day to find something mm-hmm. like that.
2: Yeah. And that, that does come through like, um, say like the practice mm-hmm. of, of a gratitude journal or um, I'm, I'm a big advocate for journaling. It's it's um, mm-hmm. it's helped me personally just through sharing and, and writing down my thoughts and feelings. So having a gratitude journal, I, I highly recommend because you can just create the small things of what you, you are positive and grateful um, for in those moments and throughout time and like I say repetition and time and consistency will help build those patterns just the same okay. as how we had okay. a negative um, pattern you know build. you've
1: talked a lot about body dysmorphia a little bit um, so what's the difference between you know body dysmorphia and just having low confidence uh, a negative mood etc etc
2: Well, body dysmorphia is more of it's it's almost like the obsessive compulsive, um, and it's a lot more of the mental and, and the mind playing. Um, I I almost call it like tricks because what we would see in the mirror is magnified, our our flaws are magnified. Um, what we see in as a reflection is safer in, in the mirror is what we perceive is reality. What we focus on becomes truth. And so when we're going about our days and our lives, we assume that what we see, other people are also seeing that. And so when we believe that we're much bigger than we are or more flawed than we are, that's, it, it's that chatter in our head that just says we're looking for that validation. So it, it becomes our reality. And so the, the, to um, contrast that with low self-esteem and low confidence, that ties into it because you're just not feeling good about yourself right. because of what you physically see.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: it's, it's based on the body dysmorphic disorder. And that's what, what we believe is truth in reality, right. and reality you know, of what it's, we, you know, we it's see. It's
1: a mental health condition versus you know, low self-esteem. And that's a part of mm-hmm. a lot of things. Um, But it doesn't necessarily guarantee Mm -hmm. that you would fall under one of these categories. So it's kind of like in heightened sense, um, you know, and I think an important thing you touched on was it's usually focused on one or two areas of something. So it's very particular, too. Right. So um yes. and then another thing yes. you know I hear people confuse a lot is body dysmorphia with an eating disorder, and a lot of people think it's the same thing um, or that they go together. Can you explain you know what the difference is between the two?
2: Yes, I wouldn't say that there's like a cause and effect kind of thing. Um, With body dysmorphic disorder, it becomes that obsessive compulsive, but I think if if people are confusing the two, they're taking that obsessive compulsiveness into what an eating disorder Mm -hmm. can also uh, mimic, where, say, eating disorders, we become so obsessed with uh, the labels that are out there in the industry too, with the good and bad, healthy and junk, clean and dirty kind of things. And, and so we're, we're so focused on, is this the right food? Is this bad food? What do I do with this? If I eat this, you know, and you have these, these, you know, kind of just mixed overwhelmed feelings of what is, you know, what, what what is right and what is wrong kind of thing. Um, And these are, both of them are are extremes. So we have the body dysmorphic disorder, is that extreme that we're extremely flawed based on our perception of reality? Where an eating disorder is also the extremes because we're taking what. So the I guess for me personally, like the fine line would be taking the extreme of the eating disorder as a relation or a cause and effect from the body dysmorphic disorder. So if we see ourselves as flawed and big, we'll use food. To try to right. counteract what we see, and then we become obsessed with the food. This is making me bigger. This is not feeding me, and we hold off and restrict, or we binge. Or um, there's so many different types of eating disorders out there, but we're, we would almost use that as a way to manipulate. Right.
1: Um, so our flaws. You're right, there can be a tie-in. Um, they are very different, and um, you know, even oftentimes if someone comes in with an eating mm-hmm. disorder. Um, it kind of rules out body dysmorphia as like, um, because they do have certain things in common, um, but they're different extremes Mm -hmm. of different ends of a spectrum in a way. Um, So how do you maintain a healthy balance in your life, um, both for your physical health and your mental health?
2: Um, For me, I'm I'm a... (laughs) I'm, being a fitness and a lifestyle coach, I, I'm very um, passionate about the health and fitness industry. Where it's, I, I, I focus on creating an outlet through exercise for, to take care of my body, and in doing so, it gives me that clarity and mental space for my mind, and then to have full alignment with the body, mind, and soul. I use prayer and devotionals and gratitude journals or just journaling itself. And so it helps keep everything all all on a balance for me where in my past I had lived in those extremes. And so having balance and moderation helps keep me in in a, I guess, kind of just balanced order. And so that having a a, a structure and routine Um, Making sure I'm feeding my body, my mind, and my soul. Oh, absolutely yes. Because I, I, nobody. I I don't feel like anybody can be cured overnight, and so we kind Mm -hmm. of have like those relapses. And and there are days that where I will still have this negative chatter. Or I will, my eyes will immediately be drawn to a flaw. And so having self-awareness, I'm able to then correct it it's a before lot of work. it you know, can take a toll.
1: People lose peace with it, um, you know, pretty early on. Um, so it is nice to hear someone, you know, is helping others, yeah. advocating for others um, and teaching others. You still have those days where I, I still have to correct myself and, you know, you know, fix the, the wheel here a little bit. Um and I think that's something that people kind of almost, you know, um, beat themselves up about.
2: Yes, and, and I think that goes into, um, for me, I also struggled with perfection. And so that's where we were on those extremes, because I was desperately seeking this ideal of perfection, And I would go to these extremes and then compare myself to this perfection and and I was coming up short every single day. So having that, um, I guess the boundaries, as you you even said too, having the boundaries of knowing that this isn't Mm -hmm. perfection, it does not exist and it's okay to just be you. And sometimes you just need a little bit of reminding um, and having, I don't even call it like a setback, but just to remind you of where you've come from. So I don't I don't think that anyone is ever miraculously healed and will right. never right. have, you know, negative self-talk. So um, it's just, again, having that self-awareness to be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going down the wrong path. Let's correct course, right. and, and, I and I know now what to do. These
1: things have negative self-talk. So it's impossible to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, you're currently writing a yes. memoir about all of your experiences um, that will be um, published in the near future. Can you share uh, what this memoir is about?
2: Yes, yeah, so it's actually, it, it all started, um, I, again, chasing perfection and struggling with body dysmorphic. Um, disorder and eating disorders and just having a low self-esteem so I used fitness um, as a a means to an end I was trying to find that quick fix so I can have this perfect Mm -hmm. everything this perfect body the perfect um you know like just chasing the perfection and so on this quest I had signed up for a bodybuilding competition which was my first um into the bikini division, which to me, these women were perfect. And I had thought that if I signed up for this competition by the end of the training, I then too would look like these beautiful bikini girls that you see plastered on fitness magazines and it's just the beauty that's in our society. And and that's where I was constantly comparing myself to so when I went through this journey to get on stage and I had followed the diet and the training, and everything to a T and I stood on stage and I just felt so less than I knew that I, I didn't make what I was trying to reach perfection. I knew I didn't hit that, that goal. It was, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't enough. And I was desperately seeking validation from other people because of my lack of self-esteem and worth. And so it, spiraled out of control and it, I I had gone through this dark phase and it wasn't just through the bikini in the fitness industry, but I was forced to then take a step back by being set back through an injury and having to declutter my entire life and say, how did I even get here? And so in my memoir, I talk about all the issues and all the struggles and all the, the lies and, and the the beliefs and values that I had somehow collected along the way. And I had to recreate my life from a more positive standpoint and one that best serves me. And that's where in the, me- in the memoir, I go over what had worked for me and I help coach that along the way with okay. my, my well, clients that's great. What well. an
1: amazing journey that you've, you've been on and come out the other side. Um, you know, and I, I think, earlier when you were talking about how you would see these people and were like, I want to be like that. I want to look like that. You know, looking back, do you think you did reach Mm -hmm. that, you know, you put in all the work and you just couldn't see it because of this negative self talk and, and all of these other things.
2: Um, I, I think so, but it, it was also when you have a huge disconnect between your mind and body it's yeah. never going to be enough in that sense, where if your body's doing the work and your mind doesn 't see it or can 't believe it, then you didn't it, it, you didn't achieve it and so when you have this full balance and that 's why I talk about like having the balance with your mind, body, and soul is that it gives enough space where we're, where all three are working together and you're they 're all on the same page where having those extremes of ones out of alignment, you can feel that that yeah inner conflict, and then you can correct, course, again, through having self-awareness.
1: Well, for people looking to learn more about this topic or, you know, even about you, are there any resources that you recommend that you like? Um,
2: Yeah, so for for resources, first and foremost, I ask for help, and I think that was one of the the things that really got me stuck was that I was afraid to ask for help because I thought I was so flawed that I was so embarrassed and filled with so much shame and guilt of beating myself up over all these years that I, I didn't want somebody to see me the way I saw myself. Mm -hmm. I thought I was so broken. So when you, when somebody's feeling so low on themselves like that, please ask for help because you never know who else is out there. And when I started asking for help and actually speaking up, I realized, I was so I was not alone. There are so many other women that are going through this, and it and it and it brought some sort of like comfort to know that others share this with me. That I'm not,
1: mm-hmm. you know, that
2: there isn't something wrong with me. And so having that community of support, um, speaking to a counselor or a therapist, I advise that as well. I mean, it, it's only these are all avenues for help. Um Hiring coaches and mentors and and reading you know person development and inspirational books help feed and nourish your soul as well. So when you have all the doing all the inner work, the outer work of what you see it, yeah. it reflects what's inside.
0: Thank you so much, Rachel, for interviewing with us and talking about such an important topic. To learn more about Rachel, you can visit her website. L A M R A C H E L B R O O K S dot com. For anyone struggling with body dysmorphia, eating disorders, or a negative body image, please know that you are not alone. And I hope you consider reaching out to someone for help. Also, you can reach out to us at www.acceptingtherapy.com or at three one two three seven three zero seven eight two. Thanks again for listening to what I wish people know.